Welcome to the show where three generations of family go head to head to head on a variety of topics. You got one Gen Zer, Chris. You got one millennial, Noe. And you got one Gen X, Moi, Kaya, B. No matter what the topic, you can bet your by golly, wow, and your bottom dollar that'll be up for debate. Hey, buds! What's going on? How are everybody? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, we've been doing this for a year. Yes! Our anniversary happened somewhere recently. We've been doing this for a year because we, we have been at it. For and the a only year. reason I thought about that is because of that controversial Django is my favorite Christmas movie take. <laughs> yes. And that was around Christmas time. We were all wearing red. Yes. We should have an anniversary episode. Just putting that out there. It's our anniversary. Yeah, but um. We've got some skin in the game, guys. We're a sustainable pod. Yeah, buddy. Are we a podcast? Are we we are. Are we a podcast? Like We are. Today's topic of debate is my man, Prime Time. How did he get the name Prime Time? Anybody know? I think that's a no-y question. It seems like the... Uh, <laughs> I, know, I, sports, I, I said like anybody. I said anybody, but I'm actually directing it to our sports correspondent. Actually, <laughs> our, in-house, video. our in-house sports correspondent, Noe. Yeah, I mean, he was an NFL player, uh, known as the greatest cornerback to ever play the game. Uh, also played baseball. Um, but the name comes from his NFL career, just essentially just being the man flashy it's prime time as he always used to say uh look good play good play good get paid good so prime time is it he even knows the slogan this guy's good man. there we go prime time and outside of the falcons that he went to san francisco won a championship went to dallas won a championship so he's the man well, Deion Sanders is under fire by the black delegate because of the fact that he was head coach for Jackson State, which is an HBCU. And he was there for three years. And he has recently accepted the head coach position at Colorado State, which is a Caucasoid-run institution, a PWI. Guess I can already gauge your stance on this. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you don't know my stance. Uh, you don't know the, my uh, the introduction. <laughs> you don't know my stance on it. So, um. The, the powers that be are saying that Dion has basically sold out 
because he shed light on HBCUs and he actually won championships. So kudos to him for that. But he kind of left and went from making $300,000 as the head coach of Jackson State to making $5 million as the head coach of the Colorado State University, excuse me. So the debate is, did Dion actually sell out or did he make the decision that is best for him? Is should we as black people always chase the dollar or should we stay true to the institution of us? Seems like a leading question. Nah, I don't think so. I mean, the way she the way he framed it, yeah, but Seems like a not for me. Okay, all right, let me rephrase. Re let me rephrase the question, your honors. Well, actually, actually, don't rephrase oh, the question. Yeah, no, I, can, I can kind of already see where your stances are coming from. So let me let me rephrase the argument altogether, right? Okay. In terms of Black people's expectations of Black people with influence and what we expect of them and what we think they should do. Because that seems to always be a conversation when it comes to a wealthy Black person and their opinions or their actions in the public eye. And what they should do with their money and how they, you know what I'm saying? Not to say that, you know, what we're saying is wrong or what they're not doing is, you know, objectively wrong or right, but that conversation, right? So let's not just look at Deion Sanders, but let's look at it from Black people in general. Um, take, take it away, Sam. No, I'm just saying, I was just posing or laying the groundwork for that groundwork? argument. Let, let me let me just say this. I, for one, don't think that Dion was wrong, mm -hmm. but I will save my opinion for later. Oh, I mean, I'll be concise. Um, but uh, and in terms of his actions, you know, as an individual, you know, if I have a family, I'm not going to not take five million you know what i'm saying is as objectively speaking i don't think it's necessarily a matter of wrong or right here because he was at an hbcu for however long he was he did his due diligence in terms of bringing the attention to said hbcu and you know serving that hbcu so to speak um i don't see it being necessarily an issue with moving on to another school being that it's you know uh, a white institution I get it. The the sentiment to some may look a little wacky, but I think there's bigger issues when it comes to HBCUs and predominantly white institutions than Deion Sanders coaching at another college. Yeah, I don't think he did anything wrong. I mean, I don't have any I don't have any issues with it to be totally honest. I think people I think most black people were upset because he said, you know, God sent me to, you know, 
do something with HBCUs or to change HBCUs and all that other stuff. So I think people had a way that they felt about that. Like Bomani Jones brought that up. I've heard other commentators and analysts bring that up. However, uh, I think he did his job. Um, I didn't think he was going to be there forever. I thought it was just going to be something where he might do three to five years and then try and get another opportunity. Um, but just looking at what he actually did for Jackson State, so he was there for three years. They went 27 and five, SWAC championship. Um, I think they had the highest number of uniforms um, from, I want to say Nike. And the only school that had more uniforms than them was Oregon. And that's because Oregon is in Oregon where Nike's at. So like Nike's big time. Well, like Oregon always has the freshest jerseys. That's kind of one of the things they're known for. So, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. And then granted, he was making 300000 He gave half of his salary back. So it's really 150 to help build and, you know, make changes to the facilities and renovate and do all types of extra stuff. So, I mean, he used his pull to do whatever he could. I mean, they had a, I don't know if they had a deal with Barstool Sports, but I know that they used to have like a weekly thing that they would put on Barstool's um, YouTube page where they would, you know, film the team and all this extra stuff. And he kind of just brought them exposure. And then a lot of like this whole NIL thing and just trying to just lay the the blueprint for, you know, SWAC universities and HBCUs to compete with, you know, the Power Five. So it was kind of just like, I feel like he laid the blueprint. I feel like he showed them like, yo, this is what you do. You, you know, pull your resources. You try and bring people in who, one, know what they're doing and two, have the resources to do stuff. And then, I mean, it's more than just him. Granted, there's people who can't do the things that he did. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not Deion Sanders and everybody doesn't have relationships with everybody else. I mean, this dude had relationships with airlines, with agents, with players, with teams, you know what I'm saying? With different companies where he can get things at discounts or whatever. So he was able to do as much as he could to get them where they needed to go. And I'm sure those relationships are still going to be established there. Cause I don't, I highly doubt he's just going to leave him, you know, cold turkey just without anything, but just watching, I don't know if you guys saw his exit interview with the team and other coaches and people like that. I mean, they were mad grateful for what he did and just the way he won took care of the players, took care of the people around him and what he did for the school. Now, Jackson State, you know, schools like Jackson or Alabama A&M, Morehouse, Grambling, like these are Howard, these are very well-known HBCUs who to some degree have some level of, have had some level of success, you know, before he got there. But what he did was he brought like an extreme exposure that wasn't there before. Because there's things like, the, I want to say the Southern Classic game that's between Southern University and maybe FAMU, if I'm not mistaken, which is on NBC or CBS every year. Most people don't know that unless you're Black or attend an HBCU. But people know who Jackson State is now because of him. People are more informed on HBCUs in part because of him. So... I think we have to get to a point where it's like, look, are you, if we're asking black people to do something, it's like, so does he have to, one, change his lifestyle for this cause? Because this man lives a multi-million dollar life. 
$150,000 is not going to support the lifestyle that he has created for himself over the last however many years it's been. Now, I'm sure he's not searching for money, but I mean, let's be real. All these analysts and people who are sitting here complaining, what did y'all give to Jackson State or any other HBCU? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like if everybody's so like, yo, he did, he left and he did this. I bet. So now this isn't a knock. Dr. Dre gave $70 million to USC. Now in Cali, USC is a big deal, especially like for dudes in Compton and whatever the case may be. So I totally understand. But $70 million from one person. I mean, if you can get something like that, you need $70 million from one person. If you can get a couple of million here from this guy or a couple of million here from this one and here and a couple hundred thousand or whatever, you don't need Deion Sanders. But he showed you like, look, you can go out and you can get the talent that would normally go to a power five school. You can go out, you know what I'm saying? I gave $150,000 just to help and look at what we were able to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I gave you back half of my check, 150,000 times, whatever it is, three years or whatever the case may be. So I gave you back half a million dollars for a quarter, whatever it is. And it's just like, look at what we were able to do. So if we can all just pool our resources together, you see what you can be and you can be so much more. So all of those athletes who went to HBCUs, why don't y'all give back some money? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, and again, I'm not saying everybody has to give $70 million, but there's just so much criticism. It's just like, oh, he left. Why are we building our own? We're just trying to get into the white man's world and all this other stuff. And it's just like, I don't see it that way. One, he's the only black coach in the Pac-12 at this moment. And he's brought a ton of his black staff with him. So he's giving opportunities to black people. And granted, I'm sure there's a lot of HBCUs that will. I don't, you know, that I'm sure I'm sure there's HBCUs that will give, you know, black folks opportunity. But I mean, it's kind of like, hey, when I for me, it's like when I was looking at colleges, I was only looking at HBCUs. I'd only applied to HBCUs. I only visited HBCUs. I got a letter from Penn State. Called my brother because I didn't really know much about Penn State. I was like, yo. Uh, before I make my decision, because I was going to go to Morehouse, I was just like, just got this letter in the mail. What do you think? He's like, where's it from? I said, Penn State. He was just like, oh, yeah, that's that's. He's like, you apply there. Get in. It's where you go. I was just like, really? He's like, yeah, it's the best school. It's the best choice. I was just like, over Morehouse? He was just like, yeah, bet. I was like, easy. But it's not because it's this, but it's just like, once you kind of see. I don't agree with that. I mean, I do <laughs> now looking back at it, just because it's just like when you leave the school, Morehouse is a great school. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But just in comparison to the network and the power that comes from Penn State, it's not really comparable. So it's just one of it's, and I think that's, you know, he's mad strategic. So I just think he sees things a certain way. So to me, it made after, a number of years and kind of just looking at the numbers and the stats, it was kind of just like, okay, this makes sense. I see why he said this was the better option. But if we can get our HBCUs to that level, I mean, that would, that's the thing. I mean, 
getting the HBCUs to that level. I don't know how we do it. I mean, people got to, I don't know, people, the only HBCU like that you really ever hear about is Howard. I mean, if we're my, being honest. My cousin, my cousin graduated magna cum laude from, um, from Morehouse. Oh. Oh. oh, from Morehouse. And he has connections up the wazoo. No, I'm not saying you can't get that. I'm not saying that at all. But if you look at like the alumni groups combined with job placement and success after graduating, Penn State's like number one. But that's also because there's like an insane amount of students that go to the school. Like it's ridiculous. Right, but people people don't take the time to contextualize numbers. That's one, especially when looking at schools. And then two, if we're, I mean, obviously the, in the objective sense of, you know, PWIs having more network and power than um, HBCUs, if we're continuing the rhetoric surrounding around PWIs are better than HBCUs, then yeah, it's going to stay that way because Mm -hmm. we're not going to be inclined to go there. Which is yeah, because and that's why I'm saying because the the network that he has just from being at Morehouse, he can make calls like this to black people that are in positions of power and say, okay, I need this or I need that, and they call whomever, and it's just like, oh, okay, this is oh oh that's my frat brother from so and so. Okay, all right, you know what I'm saying? All because of that networking, but it's all black. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to, oh, I went to Penn State and, uh, you know, because I went to Penn State. But I would rather have it because it's somebody that looks like me. But that's just something. That's that's another conversation for another day. But um, but I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's a difference. But it, it it's not saying that it, it it's doesn't happen or it it couldn't happen because you went to Morehouse. But it's just a different type of networking that you would have as opposed to the networking you you have because you went to Penn State. Facts. Facts. Well put. And their givers at Penn State. It's insane. But that's now. the thing. Sorry. Like people, I don't know how. Like, I've been at football games or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, you know, one of our alumni is giving back, and it's just like. $10 million and this one gave back $5 million and this one gave back, you know, 700,000. Like that's what the HBCUs need. Like the boosters got to step up. The alumni got to step up. Cause I'm talking like you just at a football, you just chilling. And it's just like, you walking around. It's just like, yo, when do they start building this? Oh yeah. Somebody gave them like $10 million. So they just going to finish this off. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, they just gave them ten million. Like, yeah, you know they always give back. But it's I, I don't know if that happens at at black schools enough. Where people it doesn't think. either. Either it doesn't, or I swear there's a misappropriation of funds, because this year alone, Chris, you know, we went to state, we went to state, and then we went to such a polarizing experience it was such a polarizing experience and we went within like a two to three week 
time it was, span. It was definitely within like two or three weeks for sure. And it was just like incomparable. Yo, I like, went to <laughs> I was just like, yo, this is a dope, like it felt like a super ill high school versus like <laughs> It just wasn't the same. Like, I remember when I visited, I was just like, yeah, them other schools ain't look like this. <laughs> so it just didn't look the same. It didn't feel the same. Like, And the thing is, when we went to hey, we went for a graduation. And then we went to for a. It was it was a. It was law school. It was law school. Yeah. So it was the law school graduation. So it was a special type of ceremony. Yeah. We had to go through the metal detectors. Like they was at the gate with rubber gloves ready to check you. Like I couldn't go. I couldn't go in with my 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 regular size purse. Like I couldn't go. I'm trying to look for my purse. I couldn't even go. People huffing and puffing, walking back to the car. Mommy was mad. She was just like, "Well, I guess I'm not going in then." And she sat on the bed. She was like, well, I guess I'm not going in it. And I'm just like, we done drove four hours to get here. You talk about you ain't going in. You better go give Chris your bag and then come back in here. And let's go and sit down and watch this girl graduate. Then when we go to, 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 to graduation. Katie was like, hey, man. I went in with a damn near, damn a near. Uh, Could have walked in there with, with, a, with a rocket launcher. You want to test the rocket launcher? It was just like it was. It was nothing. We went there. We went there with Wawa. We was eating Wawa. Sticky um, wings. Sticky wings. <laughs> but that's like, what doesn't make sense to me because it's like, are you? That's why I'm like, is like, it a misappropriation of funds? Because it just doesn't make sense that all these successful black actors and musicians and people come from there, and it's just like well and you had mad people that had money in the audience i'm just like like i felt i felt like ooh, you know because you you know you, you had you walk you walk around outside it was a hood yo they still got the football field with the cage around it that's dumb funny this is not supposed to be hbcu slander we're not adding any of this in. no i'm, I'm just saying in. you got all this money you know how much money it costs to go to more than it should. And and this is what I'm saying. Is that a misappropriation of funds? And I think that should be a part of the conversation, Chris. I don't think that should be edited out because if Deion Sanders is given a portion of his salary back, right? And he's mm. just like, okay, well, I'm going to give a portion of my salary back to put back into the school. He's done more than his job, right? Nice. He's done more than what he was supposed to do. And then he was just like, okay, for three years, I'm only taking a portion of half of my salary. And you know, I like money. I'm prime time, but I'm only going to take half of my salary. And then, you know what? Somebody offering me $5 million and a private jet. <laughs> I'm going to take my son my quarterback and son, and we gonna go on to Colorado. I'm not mad at him for that. But is it a misappropriation of funds? Mississippi 
is one of the most poorest states, racist, racist states. When I told y'all to watch that documentary, The Cotton Picking Truth, <sighs> Mississippi was one of the last states to give up slavery. And that was in the 90s. That was yesterday. They still had slaves in the 90s. <laughs> Mississippi. Plantations in the 90s. Mississippi is definitely on my list of places that I don't plan on going. So the fact that he went there and and shined the light on them for three years, we ain't going to Mississippi. Remember how we used to play them play them games in grade school? M I Kukaleta Kukaleta I. That's that's a Kukaleta. I'm not, I'm not going to Mississippi. No. That's a, that's a that's a baby boomer game. <laughs> Your mother. <laughs> Do you think that's based on? I mean, because a lot of these PWIs are heavily fraternity intensive and sorority intensive, so maybe that could be where the majority of the money has come from via membership. Or not membership, but the alumni. Um, but I don't, maybe it could be also with the frats and the sorority. Yeah, no, HBCUs. Maybe it could also too. be the perception of college, because a lot of you know, I feel like the way Caucasian people view college is vastly different from how we view college. Well, that's also a a, a income. Yeah, that too. Yeah, as well. Think it might be more psychological than anything or am i reaching i don't know if i'd say it's psychological i mean think about the most of the most of, outside of tuition you're talking about like football programs and basketball programs that generate multiple you know 50 60 70 80 plus million dollars a season right so as a kid who's just like i'm in a hood i'm trying to get out of here get to the nfl nba or whatever you're gonna go where you feel like you have the best chance of that happening now, even if it's like I could go to an PWIs. Yeah, so it's just like even if it's like oh, I could go to, you know, PW, I could go, excuse me, to an HBCU for sure. What exposure am I going to get if they're never on TV? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or they get one classic game, or they get the big Southern classic, or they get one, you know, rivalry game on television, or whatever the case may be that's coming on. NBC or CBS, you know, one day out the year and every other day they're playing on BET at some, you know, I'm saying at just some random time or the the exposure is not there. So that to me was one of the things that Deion Sanders did. You got Jackson State to he was able to get them on TV, no matter what it is. Now, I think people have to kind of look at what he did because he leveraged social media. He had his own social media team for them. Like. He was posting, he had the players posting, he had his own like page for the team. And then I think they use well-off media to document that too, which I think is his media company. So, I mean, he was doing everything he possibly could to get the expo, more than anything, you need the exposure because nobody knows who you are, then ain't nobody coming regardless. So- And I think, I think he, I think he started a movement with it because also when injustices were were happening, he always would talk to the team about it 
You know what I'm saying? And I think whoever comes in after him, they can continue that legacy, hopefully, and keep that, you know, keep that movement going. And maybe this, maybe it will create a spark within the other HBCUs to do the same. You know, I, I don't know if maybe it caught fire and maybe now it's something that they're talking about within the network and like, okay, well, maybe we, this is something that we can uh, take up the reins and pull together and make something happen. Because if they see that money can be made, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't think it, it shouldn't be that hard to follow the blueprint. Now, they're obviously not Deion Sanders, so they won't have, I don't think they'll have the same effect or the same impact immediately. Yeah. But over the course of time, I think that you can start to redirect athletes the same way he did. So, and at the same time, he's made it very clear, like, yo, I'm still going to look out for y'all. Like, you just, whatever you need, you can hit me up, we'll work it out or whatever. Like there's coaches and people like that he recommended to them, like, yo, this person, this person. I think he even recommended people from his staff. Like even when I was watching it and he was leaving, I was just like, yo, I wonder if we could get like Shannon Sharp or somebody to come down here and and coach or T.O. or somebody else who's like super ill, you know, with the X's and O's of the game and all that other stuff. And it just made me think like, who can, he laid the blueprint, but they have to find somebody who can follow that blueprint and be effective with it. Like somebody who's going to make sure like, yo, we're posting. Somebody who's going to make sure like, yo, with the, the exposure that you got to reach out to Nike and, and maintain that relationship. You got to reach out to American Airlines and maintain the relationship that I've established here. Like you guys got to do that. Like watching the interview with the um, Colorado um, athletic director. And it was just like, so, you know, how'd you get the money? He's just like, you know, how, how you, Yo, how are you guys going to pay him? He was just like, I don't know. We don't, he said, I don't have the money. He said, we don't have the money to pay. Him. I ain't really worried about that because we will have it. And in my mind, when he said that, I was just like, as soon as this airs, all of their boosters are going to be like that. He's going to have you. that money. I got you. As soon as this hit, as soon as he calls somebody or they get word of this, he's going to have the money. That's what's As needed. soon as the plane touched ground, he probably had it in the account. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying, like, I just can't understand, like, how is it that this school, 27 and 5, he's giving back half the salary, you're only paying 300000 Now, I don't know how much money, and well, if I'm not mistaken, Jackson State has been selling out their football games consistently for the last, like, two to three years. And for today's generation, the whole you'll be around other black people thing is not a good enough allure for people to for people to go to the school especially not in mississippi yeah no shade to mississippi but them kids went to mississippi for Deion sanders and the program and for what he offered you know what i'm saying like you watch the videos he's got wallow and gilly there He's got T.O. there. He's got Chad Ochocinco there talking to the students, to the athletes. He even brought in Brittany Renners. But, like, she came in there to, like, teach them the art of getting scammed by chicks. Like, I mean, he's trying to show the, he's trying to build a full, like, a foolproof, like, 
situation there. So, I mean, yo, man. And some of some of the boys think they they feel like he let them down. Well, that's Brittany Renner. But this is the thing. I don't know if he. <laughs> I understand people feeling that way. I don't, but I do understand it because they went there for him, and then saying, he up and. I'm saying you selling hope in a dream, and you left. Now a lot of people frame it as, well, the first opportunity you got, you left, and all this other stuff. It's not like. I mean, he didn't leave to go to like Florida or FSU or whatever. Like he went to Colorado. Now, big school nonetheless, but it ain't like he left for the top spot because all those positions are taken. This is a position that I'm sure is a result of what he's done here. So going there, changing the program, pooling resources, you know what I'm saying? Facility improvements and all this other stuff. Obviously, he doesn't have to worry about that, but just being able to use his resources to uplift the program and then the way he instills all these values you know what i'm saying regarding you know both on and off excuse me both on the field and off the field work ethic value and whatever i mean that's stuff that people want in their program or at least that's stuff that i would assume people want in their program so i feel like he's earned the opportunity he's received and we're talking about 5.8 million dollars a year to 150,000 is like what 18, 19, maybe 20 times the salary that you ain't got to give it back. And it's at some point, I think you have to look at it and say, like, all right, so we're bringing in X amount of dollars. He he did three years worth of charity. No, I mean, he did a lot. TV championship 27 and 5. Jesus did his whole ministry in three years. You know what I'm and he got players to turn down Power Five PWI schools to come to Mississippi. I mean, at that point, I feel like you should know, yo, there, it's possible. He showed you, yo, it's. But I mean, possible. that's a matter of pulling the I'm I'm Deion Sanders card. But if it was that, easy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, but this is the thing: if it was that easy for people to do. People would have done it. He wasn't getting job offers like that. If I had the opportunity to come play with the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. No, no, no. I feel I'm turning down that. Penn State. Respect. But I'm talking <laughs> about as far as him getting a head coaching job. They weren't giving him jobs like that. He was yeah, coaching high he school. Need, he, need, he, needed, he needed to get the head coach position and have that position and prove himself in that position. And then once he got that position and, and proved himself for a good enough time and, and because all he needed was the opportunity. Sometimes all we need is the opportunity and that break. And once we get that break and we get that door open, once we have the door cracked, we kick it down, we show what we worth and then everybody sees it. And then we were just like, all right, 5 million please. I feel like there's people who are there to sustain something there's people who are there to lay the blueprint and kind of just show you okay I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the foundation and set everything up y'all can take it from here I'm gonna move on to the next one lay another foundation I'm bringing all my black guys with me and then I'm gonna find some way 
to sp start spreading these black dudes all throughout, you know, the PWI schools and into college football. And you know what I'm saying? Like there's more to it than just the HBCU. He's also giving mad black people an opportunity to coach on the highest level of collegiate sports. Not to mention, I mean, the dudes who were on his staff are the dudes who were coaching little league football and high school football with him. Everybody just needs a shot. Like, and it's just, it's so, I feel like the job that he, I don't even think the job for the next head coach would be harder. Cause one, they, people know you're not Deion Sanders. However, but they're going to be asking where, where Chad, no. where Chad, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we're it's a situation ready. where like, you terrible, terrible, would you? <laughs> you know I'm saying there's opportunity here. Yeah, the I feel like they have opportunity. Now, I don't, I don't know how many thing about, I don't know how many of these HBCUs have good sports teams. Maybe North Carolina. That's just the thing. Yeah. That's ASU, just the thing. They is, do they have do they have good gyms, good 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 fields? Like, I don't know. And you can't ask every like player you again. Like you saw, you saw the gym. That looked like the gym from uh uh, what's it? What's the what's the movie? Uh, Sam Jackson was in Coach. Coach Carter. <laughs> the Coach Carter gym. And it, and a lot of them look like that, like. <laughs> I remember I remember the gym at Norfolk. I remember the gym at North Carolina A and T. I remember Howard I, I remember Howard's gym, but I remember that football field. Our greatest fear is not that we are not. <laughs> <laughs> now leave us be, sir. We got shit to do. I feel like people leave PWIs because they're too expensive and then people leave HBCUs because sometimes they don't get enough. Mm. Because when, because my, my cousin that graduated from law school, even, even when we went to the graduation, they, they were still setting up. <laughs> you know, when we got there, we was like, what kind of. They did the hell out of that swag surf though. Yeah, when they did the swag surfing, we was like, oh, we forgot, we forgot, we forgot all about they inaptitude. <laughs> you know, we forgot all about they the fact that they started late. Yeah, graduation be set up from like days before. Gym yeah. closed down. You ain't even going in. We forgot all about the fact that we didn't know how where to park. The fact that the streets was closed off, and you know that they had a mean playlist. That's you what know we, we the, playlist, the, mu the music was all right. <laughs> the music, <laughs> it was the music. Not, you know they had they had cops directing us where to go. You know they had a big old parking lot. They had a parking lot A, parking lot B. You know, and you had to walk all the way, and then you had to go through the the metal detectors, and then you had to go into the big old stadium, and then you know you had to walk down. You know, and then you know the people they was holding each other on the arms, and then singing that whack ass song and rocking back and forth you know and it was just whack but they was mad organized you know but when she walked up walked across and she did a she did her little diamond she was like 
we were just like, all right, you know, that was the that was the blackest part of the ceremony. But you know, there's a and they do no joke. This is how you know white people's different. You had dudes graduating with cargo shorts. And flip-flops. No joke. And flip-flops. No joke. Yeah. We was coming there with the with the with the Burberry shirts. <laughs> you know. You know, they, they had on the Louboutins, you know. <laughs> You know, they had their hair fried down laid to the side. <laughs> you know, you know. You know, they had some subwoofers. You know? Even even the people with the with the you know what what what's what's the name of the people that we that <laughs> Did the, the, he say they had subwoofers? <laughs> they had they had the subwoofers. What's the name of the people that had the um that had the robes that had the extra stuff on them? What state? The 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 seniors, the senior statesmen. You yeah, know, they had... it depends. I mean, you get the ropes depending on what you do. Yeah, them. them so people, you might they, have. Ropes. They was even swag and surfing. They was even swag surfing. We was like, oh shoot! And then, man, <laughs> man. Yeah, like you get a rope for like cum laude, magna cum laude, honor society, your fraternity. Like it just depends <laughs> on how much stuff you you a part of. You know, the people, they were singing Acapulco in the beginning. They was like, lift every voice and sing. You know, they had the, the Black National Anthem. You know, they didn't have that at <sighs> They were singing. You know? niggas, but that's the difference, man. I feel like that. That it was organ- just soulful. And then you had the, you had rice pudding. And then you had banana pudding. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but I feel like that's the thing, though. Like, we've got to find a way to be like, I don't want to say to be organized, but to be organized. (laughs) Everything, like, when you think about it, it's just like, yo, that ceremony was mad black. You Like, what are you really saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, you just like, isn't that gent was like, yo, they did the hell out of the swag surf. Like, they was in there. (laughs) It's just like, Like that that was the thing. Like, we got here, niggas was still setting up. You know what I'm saying? They like, were laying out chip, chairs chip for people. Was, chip was putting water bottles at, at, at the people on the dais seats. I was like, wait. She walked up there with, with a case of water. Like, with, with the case of water. And was laying out waters at people's seats. I was like, wait. Do they know what time it is? But that could be an issue of funding, maybe. I mean, you, don't, you can't pay enough people to do something. So it's just like, yeah, you know, I'm the head of this committee but the That's committee good. is just me all the money gets spent on the diddy appearance at the homecoming like it just misappropriation of funds <laughs> it just doesn't make sense where's the money going but that means that the people that are graduating they're not graduating and making money to give to the school could be and it's it's not i mean the ratio of people that's graduating and making money money is not that's a good point too but remember hb hbcus came about because of the fact that they didn't want us in their institutions so ours is always going to be smaller because of the fact that we just had to you know what i mean no that makes sense makes perfect sense i make it sound like 
They make me they sick. They get the ones that the other ones didn't want. You out here trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. What is the common consensus? Black people. Alumni and booster got to step up. Black, I mean, you got to fund your own. As well as find funding and do, you know, you do diligence in that way. But I mean, I know for a fact, the alumni association at those big schools give back and they give back handsomely. So, and I get it that, you know, in a lot of these other schools, people aren't capable of giving back that kind of money. But I mean, people, those who can got to do their part, especially if you're pushing for people to come there. Like, I feel like it's also a matter of presentation. You can't look at somebody and be like, yo, you should go to Howard or you should go to Norfolk or you should go to Morgan State and not go to Cal U or not go to UCLA or not go to Penn State. And then when I visit your school, it's just like, you still got yeah. the chairs. You still got the chairs from. You know what I'm saying? Like we, it's like we living in a different time over here. Like what are we, what are you doing for your own school? And I, again, I don't know about the whole mis misappropriation of funds. Quite possible. I wouldn't be surprised. It, it's possible. It happens in a lot of places. Just other places are able to cover it because they get so much money. And I also don't think he sold people a dream. I, I don't think he did that. I think, obviously, when you're the college coach, I mean, your job is to recruit, to do whatever, to bring players in, to gain their buy-in and get their commitment and all that other stuff. I mean, nobody knows, like, well, two years from now, I'm leaving. I mean, some some coaches might, I wouldn't say nobody knows. But I don't think it's a matter of, like, well, I'm just going to get these people to commit knowing that I'm leaving next season or whatever the case may be, like, I don't think he knows he's leaving until you get a job offer. You know what I'm saying? Like until somebody shows an interest, I don't see, I don't think there's some kind of like, yeah, well, I'm out of here. Well, where are you going to go if you ain't got no offers? So to me, that idea of like, well, he sold people a dream knowing he was leaving. I was like, I don't agree with that. But also I think he just did his job. His job is to coach. His job is to recruit. You know what I'm saying? That's in the contract. So him going out and recruiting, gaining player buy-in, part of the job description. Coaching, part of the job description. I mean, he delivered, like you said, I mean, he did years of like charity work there for y'all. Like he put y'all on the map. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he did above the he did above and beyond the job description. I'm interested to see if those connections that they had that he built, you know, for the school, like with Nike, with um, American Airlines, because that's how the players traveled. Um, I hope that he 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 set something in stone to where it was something that will last even when he leaves. Lasting, yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see how all that stuff works because, again, while he was there, I mean. He was trying to get, you know, the names on the back of the jerseys and get the jerseys improved. And uh, like he did all that stuff. And you can literally say not only did he do the work, but he also gave back the money. So, I mean, like. And most of... people, most people. Would leave to go to a different job if they paid you twenty thousand dollars more. Facts. So $150,000, $450,000 he gave back to the school. Yeah. And 
he getting five million plus. And some so people that's would, giving back. I'm sorry, guys. No, some people would leave, and and if and if they got an offer, a job offer, offering them twenty million. I mean, twenty thousand more. They'd be like, Facts. "I'm putting in my two weeks." You know what I'm saying? And and take the train to the next job. They ain't even getting the private jet. So, yeah, but because no. it's Deion Sanders, because it's prime time, he's held obviously to a higher standard. But because ideas like, "Oh, we've got to build our own instead of running to the white man," it's just like so. That's exactly what he did. All of you care now because of him. Like nobody cared. None of y'all niggas was given. Who donated money? I'm sure I'm I'm not gonna, but who donated a substantial amount of money that was just like, yo, we got like 10 million from Braun. Or I know Braun gives money to different schools, mainly schools in Ohio and stuff like that, like Akron, I think University of Akron, Ohio State, his high school, you know, places obviously where he's been. But as far as giving stuff to the HBCUs, it's just one of those like, yo, who who gave you who gave money? Of all you rich black athletes, actors, and whoever who have the money to give, I mean, who said, yo, Dion, here's here's a million dollars from my foundation. You know what I'm saying? Here's ten million. Let me help here's you five out. Million. Here's, you know what I'm saying? Like, who was giving money? Nobody. Let me help you out. This dude is giving back money while generating more money for the school. And I'm giving you back money. Mm-hmm. And clearly he helped bring in more revenue for the state. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he did hot Chris, Where are you with it? In terms of what? Are you for or against his move? I mean, I'm for supporting yourself. I think no, he put it probably the best way, articulated the best way in terms of, you know, the impact that he brought there. Nobody cared until he, you know, put his work in, which is kind of to the point of people, especially us, we feel like we have to dictate what people should do with their influence. And, and he, he has to be, he now has to be the spokesperson for all, oh, right. you know, no. He started, he started the, he started the ball rolling and now somebody needs to pick up that same ball and continue. However you do it, whether it's you go coach, whether you give money, you know what I'm saying? Don't, whatever it is, like it, you don't have to do exactly what he did, but all of these people who are now like, oh, see you turning on black people and you're turning on this and you know say, oh, you just run into the white man. Well, what are you doing? What are you I think doing? He created the blueprint. And now he, he created the blueprint and who, whoever comes behind him now can just, you know, Not follow suit and, and either expound on that or, you know what I mean? Like he got them, like they improved their facilities. They renovated, like, like there's just stuff that he was doing there where it's just like, bro, like these dudes are on barstool sports daily i don't like again i don't know if that was like a deal that he got with them but barstool sports is literally filming the the team and posting daily 
he's putting in work. Not to mention, and this is the part that I really don't like. When this dude was in the hospital getting his foot, his toe amputated and all that other stuff, he was out there on them side. He, he went and had his operation. Dude was in the wheelchair and everything on the sideline, coaching the team the same way. Foot wrapped up and everything. I about that. I'm saying, so where was everybody else? Because even when they cut his foot off, dude was out there on the sidelines. Yeah, cut his foot off. I'm sorry, cut his toe off. Cooter. You call him Cooter. <laughs> My bad. I'm saying, knock on wood. But just saying, like, he didn't stop. <sighs> he ain't stopped. He was out there nonetheless. Toe, toe gone, everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, back and forth, operating table to practice. Couldn't walk, couldn't do nothing. Like, dude had to learn to walk again. And all. Even if you see him walk now, he still walks with a limp. So I feel like people who were saying stuff was just like, yo, that dude was dedicated to that team and the school. The next person, yo, just fall in line and follow suit. He's laid the, the relationships are there. Just don't screw it up. All the kids who probably had the talent who maybe could have made um, PWI teams or the D1 teams or whatever, and or maybe they wouldn't have made it. Yo, a lot of these kids from Jackson are going to get an opportunity to play at the next level. True. And I'm sure he's helping them secure their futures as well. I'm sure that their relationships have not ended just because he's moved to uh, Colorado. Yeah, because in his exit interview, he was just like, look, I think um, he was talking to one of the players and they had said something to him like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, you taught us how to do this. As a matter of fact, he even did a deal. Not, I don't know if he did a deal, but I know he's cool with Michael Strahan. I think Michael Strahan has a like a suit line or something like that got them all suits so it's just like one of the kids was talking i mean a lot of them since one kid was just like yo i'm saying like you looked out took care of me and all this other stuff he was just like yo y'all got my number you need anything you call that's what's up rumble black man rumble so to me i feel like and it's not like he was there for a year put in three years of of, of what a four-year contract or whatever the case may be Another opportunity came and he took it. You ain't never going to be able to make everybody happy in the decisions that you make. You can only make the decisions that are going to be beneficial to you, whatever. And and if you can sleep at night, once you consult God and your family, everybody else is a bonus. So everybody going to have something to say. And we only debating it because obviously it's something that people was talking about in social media. But our opinion matters none to Dion. So <laughs> Nah man, do you. He's cool. He's good in my book. He went in there, he put his work in, he got the results. You know what I'm saying? I mean and one of the biggest things for me was he was teaching them stuff, you know, about football, yeah. But I mean it was the also life stuff skills. Yeah, man, like just even even though I knocked her a little bit earlier, I thought the fact that he brought in Brittany Renner to talk to them, like, yo, this is how Renner. you get got by chicks. Yeah, Brittany Renner. Yeah, this is how you get got by chicks on my level. Like, if I see you or whatever, this is how it's gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the game that you need when everybody's always talking about, well, why didn't they teach them how to, you know, what not to do with women or their finances? This he was doing that. 
on top of everything else. And that's what's up. No matter right, what so the topic may be, we don't know what it's going to be, but we know it's going to be up <laughs> for <laughs> debate. Shout out to Coach Prime. Debate. <laughs>